This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Crisis? What crisis? Liverpool bounce back from those back-to-back defeats to start the new year with a 1-0 win at Brighton that leaves Manchester City back in exactly the same position they found themselves 10 days ago. Seven points behind and with all the pressure on them. Mohamed Salah got the winner from the penalty spot to move level at the top of the Premier League scoring charts and fire the table-topping Reds to a 16 victory from 16 against sides from outside of the top five. But a lot of praise on this podcast is reserved for the partly patched up defence that earned the 13th clean sheet of the campaign. And it's a podcast that starts with the definitive verdict on the afternoon's action from our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. You will then hear from the five Reds fans who have phoned into the show to deliver their verdicts. Sam Planch, Matt Whitty, Owen Thomas, Matt Addison and Peter Lally. And the podcast rounds off with every word Jurgen Klopp had to say in his press conference after the match. Thanks for joining me, Paul Wheelock, and James Pearce and the boys will be back on Monday with the Blood Red Podcast. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Liverpool's Premier League title challenge is well and truly back on track. A hard-earned 1-0 victory over Brighton here at the Amex Stadium today. It wasn't pretty, it certainly wasn't particularly convincing, but those three points absolutely priceless for Jurgen Klopp and his players extending their lead at the top to seven points they can now sit back and relax and enjoy the weekend and and watch tight arrivals uh, Tottenham and Manchester City in action it was Liverpool certainly deserved the three points today I don't think anyone could argue with that um the the, the pivotal moment arrived early in the second half when um Pascal Gross senselessly brought down Mo Salah it was an exquisite turn from the Liverpool winger who picked himself up and hammered home his 17th goal of the season and uh, bizarrely from that moment on Salah was booed mercilessly by the home fans but um, you know I think they'll be uh, saving their anger for gross I think when they watch the replays because you know, there's been a lot of talk around Salah and you know, he's been accused of going down too easily and trying to buy penalties in recent weeks I think that was the third one he's earned today in the last four matches but um, the, the fact of the matter is he torments defenders and makes them do stupid things and Gross has only got himself to blame he tried to protest his innocence to Kevin Friend but um, the referee got that one absolutely spot on You know, it, it looked like Gross had the situation handled but as many defenders have found Salah has that remarkable ability to wriggle out of tight spaces and you know, he was about to pull the trigger when Gross brought him down it was, you know, the first half was a non-event really. You know, Liverpool dominating possession, but Brighton, you've got to give them credit. You know, they made it really, really difficult for the Reds. You know, they sat deep, defended in numbers, uh, and challenged Liverpool to break them down. And Liverpool didn't have, you know, enough quality in the final third in the in the first half. You know, there was no real space for the, their attacking players to operate in. You know, Klopp was a cut a pretty agitated figure on the touchline at times in that first half. You know, demanding that his players moved the ball quicker and um, you know certainly I think the message got through in the second half because that was a, a really composed controlled and measured second half performance from the Reds because uh, once in front from uh, Salah's penalty the outcome was never really in doubt you know we, we saw the maturity of this Klopp team you know they play within themselves they don't take stupid risks they're able to control games now and they certainly did that and they probably should have had a, a couple more goals on the counter-attack 
Brighton obviously had to ditch their initial game plan of trying to stifle Liverpool, had to show a bit more ambition and that left space for the Reds to be able to exploit. You know, Genie and Alden went really close, Mane and Salah both late on probably uh, should have added to the scoreline but you know, Liverpool have that ability to grind out results and you know, today a 13th clean sheet in 22 league games for Alisson Becker which is a remarkable stat and you know, uh, Brighton failed to muster a single shot on target and um, I think you've got to give a huge amount of credit today to Fabino. I gave him Liverpool's man of the match. I thought, you know, for a player playing out of position at centre back in the Premier League, you know, he'd never played um, in the Premier League, you know, in that, you know, in that position. Um, of course, he you know, did a good job there against you know Wolves in the FA Cup, but this was a you know a different different ask of him today, uh, and I thought he was he was immense. You know, he, time and time again, he was in the right place at the right time to make crucial interceptions and important blocks. Um, so yeah, I thought Fabino was was absolutely top draw today. Virgil Van Dijk immense again, but you know we almost take that for granted now because he's so ridiculously consistent. And I think the other one that really stood out for me was Andy Robertson. You know, it was at this ground last season um, when he truly kind of kickstarted his Liverpool career, if you like. You know, he'd had a, a frustrating first half of the season. Came into the side obviously after Alberto Moreno's injury. And, and never looked back and um, you know it was a great moment late on here where he, you know Robertson thundered into a tackle I think it was on Knockhart got the throw in you know and celebrated you know like he'd he'd, uh, he'd picked the winning numbers in the lottery because uh, you know he he epitomized Liverpool's fighting spirit today this wasn't a day of free flowing pleasing on the eye football it was about digging deep showing guts resilience unity and and hunger and Liverpool certainly did that in abundance and uh, you know they're going back to Merseyside with the three points and uh, you know certainly that blip at the start of January is uh, is well and truly over. This is a you know a big big three points for Klopp's team, and now he's got the luxury of a full week to prepare for the visit of Palace next weekend. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, so Liverpool face Brighton there away, and we just had a couple of defeats. If you include the the cup game as well there, and a, a big psychological one really against City. So. Today was very, very important for the Reds. I think it was all about the reaction. Um, I think, you know, teams who want to go and win that league and who do end up winning a league um, react in, in scenarios and when they, get the, when they have a setback, they react straight away. And it's what Liverpool have done today, really. Um, you, you know, I, I said before the game, I'd, I'd, I'd take a 1-0 and, and we've took it and it's great. Um, looking through the game to analyse it, I think, you know, Brighton didn't even have a shot on target. I think Allison tipped one shot that was going wide anyway, so that doesn't even class as that. And Liverpool seemed to be well in control. You know, I mean, I watched the game, uh, but it, if you were one of those who was listening on the radio or or watching on the telly or, or you know, or listening to, to some kind of commentary, it might have seemed, you know, nerve-wracking because it was only one and stuff like that. But Liverpool were in control of this game and... Um, I think Van Dijk was his usual absolute phenomenal self. Fabinho deserves uh, a, a massive mention because he, he was really composed at the back there. Of course, he was brilliant, um, and he really is coming in. And I think now in that mid, when when we get some uh, centre halves back, I think he, he's got to be nailed on to be in that midfield three because of his composure. And not only that, he's always forward thinking with balls. He can use the ball very well and. He, He's quite strong and everything. He offers different qualities, and I think he's a bit more, bit more dynamic as a, as a defensive midfielder than the other ones that we've got. So I'm made up with him. Um, it's a bit, 
bit strange, really, because uh, Keita um, started off well, and Fabinho didn't, and now now it's turned around like that. I think Keita will come good in the end, but he does need to show a little bit more. Um, the front three first half were a bit flat, a bit stale. And that, that was maybe because Brighton were, you know, they, they were well organised. They had ten behind the ball, and that's not a criticism. You know, they're entitled to play however they want. You know, we're challenging for the title here. You know, if 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 their manager, if Hutton thinks that that's the best way to get it, we we've got to combat that. And Shakiri was quiet. The front three were quiet, but Klopp's um, galvanised them at our time, and uh, because I noticed that, you know, we had a lot more touches second half in their box certainly early on and won the penalty. Um, looked the penalty to me. And you know, and Salah's done the biz. Um, pretty couldn't get the second. I've only seen seen it once, but um, it looked like he, it looked like a um, a decent chance that day. So that would have settled some nerves. But Liverpool were in control. Like I say, the main thing was the reaction. The points on the board was was seven now above again, and and you know now City have got to go and get it. And you know, obviously they've got Wolves there. I think it is a you know, and City are at home, but. You know, Wolves have beat a lot of the top six already away from home now. So, you know, what what it's doing is putting the pressure back up on them. I think there was a lot of pressure on Liverpool today. I think if they wouldn't have got the three points, it could have been decisive in the sense of a mindset of of being, a, um, you know, that would have been three games we haven't won on the trot and would some doubt have come in. But to be fair, play to the lads. They, they, they've bounced back and they've done a professional performance. It, it wasn't fantastic, um, you know, it, it wasn't brilliant, it wasn't the usual sort of like, you know, it, it, there wasn't loads of chances on anything, but you know what, you need to win these games, you need to win 1-0 to win leagues sometimes without playing at your best, and it was controlled from the Reds, so I'm really made up with it, um, I'm, I'm absolutely brilliant, and I'm, I'm made up with the points, and we just have to go on to the next one, and those really disappointed, as you could probably tell after the Wolves Cup game, I think, you know, looking at the fixture list now, now that that's done and dusted and gone, it's looking decent in terms of we've got less games games than the others and we are picking up injuries at the moment. So, you know, I think Manny went off there. It looked like he was injured. So hopefully that's not too bad. Matip was on the bench, so he can't be far away. I don't think Gomez is that far away. So, you know, if we can just see this one through, take one game at a time and we're in this. And listen, it's going to be tense. Um, I think it's going to be tense every week and it's going to be a bit nail-biting, but... You know, it's a, it's a great position to be in. Um, you know, we've we've craved this, and it's a, it's a, it's a great position to be in. I still think City squad's better, but you know what? Is our eleven better? Um, I think we'll find out in May. But you know what? Let's let it go and 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 um, let, let's enjoy it as well. Let's try and enjoy it um, because you know these are the roller coaster rides that we wanted. Um, so let's embrace them. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, cop season ticket holder, reflecting on Liverpool's crucial one nil win against Brighton down at the Amex. Uh, massive, uh, massive, massive results in the uh, in, in our title race. And uh, yeah, re- really, really important result. And I thought uh, we got through uh, the early, early worry about an injury to, to Trent, who seemed to have a little knock in the in the warm up. But he went on to uh, to complete the, the full match and had a very, very good game, I thought. In, uh, in contrast to our swashbuckling 5-1 performance last year this was a this game was a completely different completely different type of type of game first half was was pretty drab really um if anything brighton were were even deeper than they were at anfield which which you can understand given given what we did to them last season 
and and credit to them really uh, i thought they were they they were deep but i thought they were also intelligent in their in their movement and where they pressed and and when they pressed uh, they were really really good in particular at cutting off the angles for balls through from the center backs to the to the midfield there were just very rarely those kind of passes on and we we barely barely completed any really. Uh, the 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 other side of that is that if 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 you are pressing in that way, you, you, or or in any way really, you're going to leave space somewhere, and they uh, they they did leave us space out wide for the uh, for the fullback. So either one of Andy Robbo or or Trent was always in in quite a lot of space, and you could see that for um, Fabinho and Van Dijk were were constantly sort of looking for that for that for that diagonal or either the quick diagonal or recycling play a couple of times until the till the space opened up but didn't didn't quite come off but certainly just as we were coming up to half time it looked like that might be an outlet for us in the in the second half we we created a couple of chances uh Fabino had a had a half chance that was cut out and Shakiri had a had a header which probably would have been a bit of a worry for Brighton if uh, if Shakiri's getting unmarked headers in, given that he was probably the, the smallest player on the pitch by a while. Uh, and that was following uh, uh, good crosses by uh, Robbo and Trent, but uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't quite work out. Uh, I thought Mane was very good in the first half as well, um, particularly down that left-hand side. He and Robbo were, were, were constantly outlets, but... The, the the few times he did sort of wriggle three we 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 three we just couldn't quite get that second or third key pass in really. Uh, then we had half time and then second half I thought we were immediately on it. Uh, I, I think within the first three minutes of the second half we'd turned the ball over in the final third three times. Uh, we had the firstly through uh, Firmino in the in the right wing area. Uh, picking the pocket of their uh, of their left back uh, didn't come to anything, but shortly after that we picked up the ball again on the on the left wing area for a Salah chance that was must have been our first first shot on target, but was uh, was uh, was saved by the by the keeper. And then you know within within a minute after that again we've picked up the ball and played a quick quick pass into Salah who's wriggled free in the area and uh, was taken down uh, pretty cynically by by Gross and uh, Salah. Belted the penalty home uh, to send the uh, away end <laughs> yeah, wild, really. And, uh, and then after that, Salah had a really weird five minutes where he was absolutely everywhere and was popping up in really odd positions. So even though he was the the one in the four two three one that we were playing, there was there were a couple of times where he was was really deep. And at, at one point, he was picking the ball up from uh, from Van Dijk, I think, in, uh, in in and he was deeper than than any of our midfielders. So I don't really know what happened in that sort of five minutes after the goal, whether we just got a bit excited and uh, lost our lost our shape a bit. I mean, it did did confuse Brighton a bit, and they didn't quite seem to know how to how to pick him up. But uh, it was a bit odd, uh, and but 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 quite fun. Uh, yeah, and I thought, uh, yeah, overall, um, I thought we had, uh, we, you know, we, we, uh, we, we were pretty comfortable um, and uh, didn't really give Brighton too many, too many chances. They had a, they had a late chance uh, after Cater gave the ball away, um, and uh, uh, fortunately for uh, for Cater, um, uh, Trent had managed to, to to shake off that knock and got the uh, got a late a late block in. Um, I thought Henderson was uh, was excellent uh, in the second half. I thought there were really quick forward passes. Uh, there was one ball he played into Shakiri, which sort of cut out about three players, where he really threaded the needle, uh, threaded the eye in the needle. Um, I thought he made a really really crucial interception on the on the left wing area as well, and uh, he was 
fight against the touchline, but also again played it played it forward and put us on the attack. And he was also talking a lot, particularly to Wijnaldum and telling him where he wanted the ball when other players had it. I thought it was a really really good second half performance from him. And uh, yeah, last word to uh, Van Dijk really. I thought he and uh, Fabinho were absolutely immense. We we were not really under 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 that much pressure really, and they've got um, some some dangerous players. Uh, Brighton, um, you know, without over-egging it really. I mean, Glenn Murray's been in, in good goal-scoring form, and uh, he was a uh, he was a bit problematic at Anfield, but he was he had a really quiet quiet game and was and was subbed. And uh, and Donay as well, who's been in good form, just couldn't really uh, couldn't really get get much of a much of a much of a sniff really. So yeah, I thought um, uh, Van Dijk and uh, Fabinho were were absolutely excellent, and uh, uh, Fabinho in particular made a couple of uh, really important uh, uh, interceptions as well. So yeah, massive result, top of the league. Uh, clear by seven points again so yeah we can uh, sit back and uh, enjoy the weekend knowing that we've done our part Hi this is Owen from Cop On Podcast my word what a result 1-0 away to a very tricky very well organised Brighton hats off to them hats off to Chris Hewton that 4-5-1 supremely organised but Liverpool triumph in the end to go seven points clear at the top Oof, good luck, City. We know you hate pressure. Good luck against the Wolves on Monday night. This was a game of two Hendersons. It was absolutely, I don't know, a bit tense in the Liverpool supporters' bar in Paris in the first half. Henderson kept passing it backwards and giving the ball away four or five times. And uh, But uh, in the second half... Um, once we went 1-0 up, exactly the kind of player we needed to keep it tight, to make sure that we have 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes even, where bugger all really happens. Fantastic. Hats off to Fabinho, who was my man of the match. Uh, it looks like he's been playing centre-half all of his life. He was absolutely dominant in the air. Um, calm, excellent in possession. That fantastic tackle, goal-saving tackle. Excuse me, a motorbike just driving past. We are on the streets of Paris here. Uh, yes, that tackle he made. Ooh, wonderful. Goal savings. Good as goal. And there were lots of last-ditch tackles and interceptions and deflections that our defence made. Trent made one. Jeannie Van Eldum at the end there that was just in the nick of time to preserve our clean sheet. It was a deserved win. 1-0. Mo Salah's a genius. I'm going to go to a birthday party now with a song in my heart that was lovely and full of joy. This is Owen from Liv from. Oh yes, where am I from? Oh yes, Cop On Podcast. Yes, saying Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool have beaten Brighton by a goal to nil at the Amex Stadium. It was a tough, a tough match for Liverpool, a difficult side to break down. I thought Brighton did really well to get back into shape quickly when they lost the ball, particularly in the first half. In the second half, they tired a little bit, but still a decent side and a really important three points. In the first half, I thought Jordan Henderson and Jeannie Wijnaldum struggled a little bit to, to move the ball um, as fast as they needed to. Liverpool didn't create many chances and there was a few too many long balls. Playing into the hands of, of Lewis Dunk and Shane Duffy, Brighton's defenders, Trent as well, I thought he was quite high up the pitch given that he was injured. You'd think that 
he might want to, to play a little bit safer. But he got away with it. And to be fair to him, he created the biggest chance of that first half, the Zerdan Shakiri header that went just wide. He was clearly injured, Trent. Something happened in the warm-up, not too sure what. It's good that he managed to, to play the 90 minutes and hopefully that's nothing too serious. It was clear that Brighton's game plan was to sit in, defend deep and that's what they did for the first half but soon into the second half they tired, they weren't able to get into shape quite as quickly and as soon as you give Salah time he'll exploit that. Salah didn't really have many touches on the ball in the first half but a couple of minutes into the second half he was brought down, a definite penalty and then a good spot kick, his 17th goal of the season. 14 in the Premier League as well, not bad for a one-season wonder. Brighton had to come out in the second half, and the movement of the ball from Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Milner when he came on was much faster than in the first half. I'm not sure whether that was because of the goal, or whether Jurgen Klopp had something to say at half-time. In truth, probably a mixture of the two. Liverpool were holding on at the end, but we dug in, we showed a few of the dark arts, Bit of time wasting, Andy Robertson got spoken to a couple of times by the referee. Virgil van Dijk as well went down with an injury that you suspect wasn't quite as bad as he made out. Uh, a couple of substitutes late on as well, Arigi and Cater. they didn't do much to be fair, but it just ticks that clock down. Klopp didn't have too many other options to bring on, so I don't think you can blame him for that. The important thing though is that Liverpool are 7 points clear at the top again. And we get to sit back and watch Tottenham play Manchester United tomorrow, and then Manchester City go to Wolves on Monday night. Or host Wolves, I should say. Two tough games for them, um, but Liverpool have got a week now to prepare for Crystal Palace. And we know that we'll at least be four points clear by the time we play again. Joel Matip hopefully will be back uh, for next Saturday's game at Anfield against Palace. Although I did think Fabinho did quite well in there today. It'd be quite nice to move the Brazilian forward into midfield. It was really important that Liverpool bounce back this afternoon and the players just about managed to do that. The narrative would have been one of Liverpool getting nervous at the top had we not won, so to do that was brilliant. 22 games down, 16 games to go. Peter here. For the few things I've got to say about the match, one thing I thought was it was predictable we'd win. And that's a great thing about this current Liverpool team, the consistency, that you know they'll turn up, that you know there are enough players in the team who get them to, to get the job done in most situations. It, it is the mark of champions. When you've only got one or two good players, they can't do it all the time. You need to have a bunch of them. This Liverpool team is able to do it. Um, for this match, for the first half and quite a bit of the second half, it was Liverpool with all the ball and Brighton defending well and doing their pressing. So we, we were going to need something good to break them down. And in the second half, Salah just came to life. And he had maybe three situations early on which he was involved in. He, he just, I don't know, he, he started running faster. He started becoming creative. Uh, and one of the situations he, um, where he wriggled past someone, he was pulled down, he got the penalty, and then he coolly finished. That's another sign that's mark of champions. You've got these players that when the pressure's on, you can rely on him. He took a great penalty. Uh, the goalkeeper was doing his very best to put him off. Uh, another player I'd like to single out was Andy Robertson. I loved watching him at left back today. I'm so impressed. I mean, we've had three decades of mainly not so good left backs, with some exceptions included. Is Robertson the best of the lot? I think he probably is. Uh, 
speed, technical ability, determination. He defends brilliantly. He's a serious contributor going forwards. I mean, when he when when Klopp signed him from Hull, I didn't hear anyone saying that was a good move. Really, people were just saying why. Well, Klopp Klopp pulled it out of the bag with him, and fair play to Andy Robertson for the effort and determination. I mean, it's a pleasure. But for me, the top player for this game was the master of ceremonies, Virgil Van Dijk. Everything about Virgil Van Dijk, I love. I love seeing him when he's getting our our back four in line and we're getting the offside against the opposition. I love to see him heading the ball out of trouble when we when we start to come under some pressure. I like the way he's organising the team. I like the way he's he's shouting at people to do the right thing. I like the way he does long raking passes, the short passes, the threat going forward, the calmness that he exudes to the whole team, the crowd, and even fans watching on TV or on computer. Uh, he's, he's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, I wonder, you know, if anyone was saying to me, you know, you have that, uh, football fans often say, you know, if there was someone from our team, who would you like, uh, you know, play for your team? Well, to me, any... Any uh, any fan who who would who would pick anyone above Virgil Van Dijk from our team, I think it's a little crazy. Even Mo Salah, I don't think he's as good. Virgil Van Dijk is something really special. Um, so great win for Liverpool. Uh, well done to them all. Uh, the only other thing I thought today was Brighton fans talk about cheats. They the, the referee had an excellent game today. He was very fair, calling things fairly. But the way the Brighton fans go, and you, you'd think he. He, he was some sort of a crooked referee. I mean, you, if you want to have a good standard of refereeing, you you can't ask for a good standard of refereeing and then be trying to cheat the ref constantly. I really thought they were the worst set of fans that I heard this year so far for doing that. So not very good, Brighton. Anyway, let's leave it at that. 1-0 up the mighty Reds. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, it was yeah, true. I always said after, um, the headline before the game was be ready. The headline after the game is um, very mature. Um, that's how it is. It's you, you see the game or you saw the game, and it's uh, obviously a big challenge for everybody to to stay calm and to stay to stay in the situation, to stay concentrated because each little each little situation can be a massive um, threat or counter attack or whatever. And don't make any fouls because um, Brighton is unbelievably strong around set pieces. So that's um, so we don't make harsh fouls. But if you make the little, I don't know, come a bit a step too late. So this kind of concentration level is really is difficult to keep. The boys did it. First half, we had four or five situations, which is absolutely enough. Usually, you, if you score in a situation like that, when we came in the box, when we won the ball back, or when we pressed them and won the ball. That is, that's good, and we, if you can score in a situation, it's all good. In the situations where we played around, we, that was uh, was okay as well. But the moment we chipped the ball, when we went for the second ball, we had nobody for the second ball. So we had <laughs> runners, but no um, guys for the second ball, because then sixes and seven halves were a bit too close together. We were a bit too wide. Everybody offered the running behind, nobody in between. 
for second half better. We 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 we, we did that then better. That's that I really like. Meanwhile, half times so we can really adjust a few things, and um, the boys react on that. Um, second half on the ball back, nice little counter attack, more. Chuck, I think, and then more again in the box. Clear penalty, how I heard meanwhile, and um, and then um, if we score, we finish it off in that situation, which is good. Yeah, and then keep calm again, stay calm, um, keep the ball, play around, create, try to create without taking any risk, because I think it was clear today is not a it's not a day for a massive result. <laughs> so. Brighton didn't change a lot because we were so dominant. It's not that Brighton opened up completely and said, so now from now on uh, we, we try to attack everything and we can have a bit more space. So they defended like they defended because they knew one mistake from us and they are back in the game. And um, not making mistakes is a, is a difficult thing in football. It's actually impossible. But don't make decisive mistakes. That should be possible. And so we won it and I'm absolutely happy about that. What about those little moments that games and things can turn on, isn't it? And, and Salah, you're blessed with a number of players who can do that, and obviously Salah is, is one. Yeah, uh, brilliant situation, eh? brilliant. In, in the box, it makes sense for a striker to go in a dribbling in the box because it's difficult for the defender to defend it clear. And I, I'm, I, the ball, he was in a brilliant position in that moment. If he can shoot, it's um, for sure a, a big chance as well. So. That's cool, but we had Sadio had moments, Bobby uh, always, and then in the moment when you have to, we speak about maturity and uh, after the one nil, but they, how they defend then, if you see it in their face, how Bobby's talking to everybody, bring Sadio in a position and all that, that's the that's the massive thing, that's a massive difference, and um, that's really that's really cool, and um, so the boys worked really hard and deserved these three points. How I think, um, absolutely. Mox. Was um, the performance secondary today to the to the actual result? Given, given it was, you know, <laughs> nice to get back. I, I think right. no, no, no. It's good. It's okay because we, we I had I faced these questions in the beginning of the season pretty often. It was like when we started um, and we had results and people didn't obviously or, or thought the difference between the the City game last year in the Champions League or the Rome home game was too too big, and um, that's absolutely okay. But we are not we are not Roncalli, yeah? Circus Roncalli. We are. And not a Harlem Globetrotter, so we have to we have to deliver results, and it's difficult enough, and um, and for that we need to perform. And so the performance was good. It was not the best performance of the season uh, in a few departments, but from a, from a maturity point of view, I would say it was the mature, most mature performance in the in the season. I'm because least in the most absolutely, time. absolutely, it's so important. Uh, yeah, on the good days, everybody can win football games. On the average day, um, not a lot of teams can football games. On the bad days, pretty much only a few can win football games. Today was not a bad day, but it was a, a difficult day for us. It was just a difficult game because, and uh, we have to say that, Brighton is doing really well. So we played a lot of times against a 4-5-1 system. But how they do it is different. Eh? That's really good. It's really difficult. You, you, you have a proper cross, Stevens in the center, Marcin Lutkadia do really well. Murray always a threat. Eh? If he gets the ball, he can keep it for the next two hours, and then they can push up and stuff like that. So fullback center half. That's 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 really really good. And um, so um, it's difficult. It was clear before the game that it would be difficult. So I'm really happy that the boys took the game like it is, and we're not waiting for for. 
that it clicks in the game somehow and you know, it's not clicking then you get annoyed or a bit frustrated or whatever and then you then the performance really drops we had a constant level we had a constant level and um, in a very difficult game and I'm fine with that can I talk about Fabinho though centre back and he He's a brilliant player, and I'm happy that he can. Yeah, but that he can play today, it was now pretty clear. So it, it was not that there came one attack after the other from Brighton. So it's a, it's a, we had the ball most of the time. So then, of course, it makes sense that they have a good football in that position. I think Brighton tried a little bit to to bring the long balls in and more Murray around around him. Uh, that's what they did, by the way, against uh, Joe Gomez um, in the home game as well. And um, so, but he did well in these situations and with the ball. Anyway, it's, it's absolutely, it's absolutely. Um, he's a, he has a defending, defending um, brain and um, can can do that in different positions. So it's good. Last couple in the open, we'll go these three here. Jürgen, one of your former players, Matt Summers, said today that Virgil's the best centre back in the world at this moment in time. Does <laughs> uh, he personify that that growing maturity that you're, you're talking about in the team? Today's Saturday, right? What's Hummel said today that Virgil? Who asked him that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Virgil is a fantastic centre half. Um, Mats, by the way, as well. It's nice when these big guys give compliments to each other. Uh, that's cool. Maybe let's see what Virgil is saying about him. No, it's, it's um, yeah, good player in a good moment. Thank God he has to wear the right shirt. There was some suggestion that there was a problem with um, Trent Alexander-Arnold before was. the game. There was no sign of it during the match. So what was the problem? I don't know, not yet. So it's last situation in the warming up. He, I think he stepped on the ball. I didn't see the situation. I only saw him going down, and immediately Trent on the ground. He's a hard boy, so that's not a good sign. And then um, Doc came and something, something with the ankle. Something when we went in and he was was pretty painful. He made a sprints, but I didn't like the way he did the sprints because uh, when he um, slowed down, I th thought it looks a bit like limping. So I told that looks not good. On the way in the dressing room, he, he told me, "No pain is away, it's gone." Then Doc made a little, um, what is it, treatment, and then he said, "No, pain-wise it's good now. Should be okay." Made a strapping, go out. So um, um, yeah, I don't know exactly what it was, and I hope. It was absolutely nothing. It was not nothing. It really pained, but um, I hope it will not take long that he feels it not anymore. Okay, last one for we did on Monday, Sally. Jürgen, I know it was only one defeat and one defeat to Manchester City, but how important was it to get back on track straight away? To uh, not because of Man City, to be honest. That's just it's just important. It's like if you fall from the horse, is that right? And the best thing you can do you go immediately back on it. Do you use that saying as well in England? Yeah, you have yeah. more horses anyway, like we, but we, then we probably stole it from you. So that's how it is, and that's it's cool. It's absolutely um, good and important. But we didn't we didn't make a big fuss of it. Huh? Not about the two defeats, to be honest. Um, the thing is, especially the City game was an open game, and playing an open game against City, you cannot a week later only because you lose then against Wolverhampton when your manager makes. Ten changes or whatever. Then I start talking about losing football games or whatever. We, we didn't. We never speak really about the games before. We, we we concentrate on that game and we knew that it's really difficult to 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 take all three points here. So I'm I'm completely happy with even with the way we did it because I saw pretty early in the game. Yeah, that's that the harsh one today. That's really tough. Eh, that to come through. They do well and, they, and today as as well. And then you have to score early. 
and to keep the momentum going, and that the, the scoring momentum we didn't have today. We had creating was okay, uh, but finishing was not was not what uh, we were not at our best. All the rest defending and all that stuff was really good, and so we deserved the three points. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.